0: Welcome to episode 13 of Viper Crew Spotlight, lucky number 13 for some of us out there. I am your host, Wack, and joined with me, as almost always, Jackson and Will. So, you know, before we get into how you guys are doing, you got to bring up the obvious. By the time this show has aired, the first round of the NFL Draft will have taken place let me get your thoughts. I know this is a high school recruiting show, but you know, we'd be remiss not to talk about the NFL draft. So just give me as we head into the draft tonight, we're recording on Thursday, as people might know already, as we head into this draft tonight, give me your thoughts on this. Let's start let's start with Jackson. Jackson, what are your what are your kind of thoughts or, or feelings about the draft tonight?
1: Well, I think Atascosita uh, is going to have another top-tier offensive lin- lineman drafted in the first round. You're going to have Kenyon Green from Texas A&M probably drafted first. Uh, I expect him to be an instant wherever he just play anywhere on the offensive line. So very excited as an Aggie fan and as a Houston high school football fan to see where Kenyon goes tonight.
0: Well, are you a Cowboys fan? Because there are some mock drafts that have, have him going to the Cowboys, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Of course, me being a Cowboys fan myself, I see some head shakes there. But, hey, that's okay. I know I know. Uh, Will's a Houston man through and through. Will, what what are you expecting from this draft tonight?
2: Yeah, the Texans finally have some picks. Guys at 3-13. and 13, And hopefully by the time we're watching this, they uh, maybe trade it up to get in the top 10 again. I'm hoping Kenyon Green stays there at 37 uh, great guy. Got a chance to to meet him a couple months back uh, for the Rotary Lombardi Award banquet ceremony and, and all of the events that went along with that. Uh, Jalen Petre, uh, another guy out of the Texas high school football realm uh, from Stafford. So this this draft is loaded with guys from Texas. And I think it's a great segue into our show.
0: Yeah, indeed. And of course, you know, g- give my little thought here in that. I don't know who, what the Cowboys are going to do tonight. You know, you kind of have a sense usually what they're going to do. Uh, and I know last year they kind of, Michael Parsons fell into their lap. They would have taken a quarterback if the two cornerbacks hadn't gone off the board before it got to them. So they kind of fell in their lap. We'll see what they do today, whether it's offensive line, which obviously is a need, or if they stick to defense, which is also a need. So with that being said, let's jump it over. I know, you know, we, we, we got some stuff to talk about, but... And I know I didn't do this at the start of the show, but I always like to do it just, just to see how you guys are doing. So, Will, I'll jump it back over to you. How you doing, man?
2: Doing good. Been busy uh, with with a few other sports and uh, getting ready for what looks like a very busy summer to start.
0: Yeah, and of course, I mean, about to graduate, so I'm sure that's on your plate as well. Jackson, how you doing, my man?
1: Doing good. Another uh Busy week here at Vibe. I mean, uh, I was out at the ESPN underclassmen report camp on Monday. Some very talented uh, high school athletes, big D1 athletes. Fun at that on Sunday and just been a busy week in recruiting as well
0: that's right if you haven't checked out jackson's top five i believe it was thoughts from that camp go ahead and go on to vibe.com and check that out uh you know some some of your other thoughts jackson let's just stay with you give us some of your other thoughts in the world of recruiting that's been going on this last week what do you have for us uh to to kind of the knowledge to drop
1: i think some big things I, i i'm gonna first talk about the camp on sunday uh DJ Lagway and Roy Thomas Jenkins really showed that they are the best quarterbacks in the state in their class. Uh, they were making all the throws. Both of them were honored at the end of the camp for MVPs. Uh, another guy that really stood out to me was Kendron Penson from Willow Ridge. Uh, he played at Hightower last year. His dad got the head coaching job at Willow Ridge this year, so he'll be going with him. Was very impressive, made all the right throws. Uh, two other kids that I really liked at the camp were Quano O'Farquan Jr., who it really impressed a lot of people and showed why he's being recruited the way he is. Uh, the last guy I want to mention here is Toy Blaylock, who I've mentioned a couple times on the show. Four four six laser forty at the camp. Uh, as a freshman, he was ridiculous in one on ones, winning almost every rep he played in. And then he was also making some one handed catches, showing hey I'm a running back, but I can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So those are kind of my notes from the camp. Other than that, uh, big, uh, sort of big news I got offensive lineman from the Woodlands, uh, Hughes, class 24, picked up his first offer from TCU. He's 6'6, didn't get a lot of playing time on varsity last year, but it's really showing how loaded the Woodlands is going to be next year with D1 talent.
0: Matt, indeed. Woodlands, it's going to be interesting to watch them this upcoming year, especially, of course, as we know, as they battle with uh, with willis and, and dj lagway will turn it over to you now What are some news you have for us from across the state
2: yeah i've got some notes on a couple quarterbacks uh, in the houston area first of all trey owens picking up an offer from utsa he's from cy fair that guy has been getting praise from just about every personal trainer every coach in the houston area i think this is a guy uh, that will probably take off here in the next few months uh, we see some of those late risers uh a, a really shine in the in the early camp season. So look, beginning of June, Trey Owens will probably be a name to look out for. A guy that already has a UTSA offer, and he's only a rising sophomore now, Caleb Bailey out of North Shore. Uh, he's been looking great in spring practice from what I've heard. So has Devin Sanchez, also the Class of 2025, also from North Shore. Uh, he's picked up an offer from Houston and a couple other ones this week. They just keep reloading with talent. Right at the end of VIP podcast, we were talking about this, uh, that no matter what, uh, no matter how many big stars John Kay loses, he keeps developing talent like this, uh, and, and that goes to the middle school staffs and, and the freshmen and JV coaches. Uh, but they've done an excellent job there, and those are just two of the guys. who looks to be an incredible 2025 class uh, from North Shore. Ashton Schumann is another guy from Clear Springs I had an opportunity to catch up with. Uh, Over there at Clear Springs in a private training session. He's been talking to a couple schools. He does have offers uh, from some of the U.S. academies. He's talking to Cal, Colorado, and Tulsa. He's going to try to work out that that camp schedule pretty soon, uh, but expect to see him a lot of places. Uh, Our good friend Maurice Williams uh, and his father, Maurice Sr., are headed to Baton Rouge this weekend. Uh, They've been taking visits to the biggest programs in the country just about every week. That's a guy that programs are going to jump hard on soon, uh, try to get him to commit early. But we know that's that's a smart family. That's a smart dad. It's a smart son. And they'll take their time uh, to see where they're really wanted.
0: Indeed. And, and for me, a couple of newsworthy things. And, and something we'll kind of expand here. I, I do have a question with one of these kind of commitments I've seen. So if, first, uh, Seth Davis uh, from Katie decommits from Duke. So we'll have to see where he ends up deciding to go. Uh, and then kind of the two big ones commitments from, from across the state of Texas this past week, uh, Ryan Niblett of Eisenhower, Trey uh, Wisner or Wisner, if I'm if I mispronounced, I'm sorry, formerly of Waco Conley. Now, as we know, playing a senior ball at DeSoto, uh, both of them commit to Texas uh, on Saturday. Uh, I think it was during even the, uh, the, the spring game. Um, and so I think this could have some ripple effects across, you know, not only the state of Texas, but in, in recruiting, not only is, you know, for instance, you know, in my personal opinion, you know, you're creating, I mean, wide receiver room's is looking good right now for Texas in the coming years. But could, you know, in the Trey instance, could this maybe impact somewhere where maybe, you know, Ruben Owens might, he might say, you know, this running back room's looking kind of full. Do I go somewhere else? So let me propose a question to you guys. And, and I'll start with you first, Will, as, you know, someone that's a fellow kind of UT fan. Do you think, you know, the, well, you know Trey uh, committing to Texas could have some ripple effects about some people that might not commit to Texas now?
2: You know, I, I think there's a, a possibility uh, that this affects other recruits. I don't think so much with Ruben Owens. He knows that he's running back one wherever he goes. He also understands that the recruiting game is a business. Uh, Texas was not going to drop the ball on every single running back recruit. Uh, and just because one guy commits doesn't mean that a second can't. Uh, I mean, you see programs like Alabama that bring in two, three, four running backs every year uh, and look, they're, they're taking out another one in the draft this year. Uh, so if you, if, if Sark and company think that they can uh, really develop an offense that, that spotlights uh, the best guys that they have, that may be more than one running back. And, and Ruben Owens realized he will be, you know, the most talented running back in a room, and he just has to prove that anywhere he goes. As for Ryan Niblet, this will have a huge ripple effect. I mean, this is a guy that pretty quietly became a top 15 receiver in the country. When I saw him week one last year, I believe his only offer at the time was Baylor. Uh, he was just thought of as this, this utility player for Eisenhower that could really run. Uh, it's turned out that he is, you know, thought of as, as one of the most complete players. Uh, absolute speed demon. He's been killing it on the tracks. Uh, I, I think this is a, a huge get for Texas. I thought that that maybe, and a lot of people uh, like yourself, you know, thought that Texas wasn't even going to be a big possibility for for Niblet. So for that to happen at the spring game, uh, and then Wisner after that, uh, these are two huge gets for Texas, and they don't have to wait on the whole quarterback dilemma.
0: Yeah, in my article when I when I covered the wide receivers last week in the top of the class, which by the way. They haven't read it yet go check it out on vibe.com. uh you know i kind of said the same thing right We're kind of uh, you know under the radar when he really shouldn't be because and he, you know he comes from eisenhower's not really a texas football powerhouse but anyone that watches that kid you know on eisenhower you can see just what kind of talent he has it's kind of he's kind of a receiver that sark likes so you know sark's got to be ecstatic about getting him jackson i'll turn it over to you now do you kind of and i by the way, I completely agree with you, Will, with the whole Ruben Owens RB1. So he really, you're right, really doesn't have to worry. He's going to probably end up starting wherever he ends up going. Uh, but Jackson, I'll turn it over to you to kind of concur with what Will was saying just now with the whole, you know, uh, Ruben Owens and running back situation.
1: So I think I agree with Will. I think Ruben Re- Owens is he goes. I think the thing for Texas, though, you're taking it back. You've already got uh, three star studded backs. In the, in the uh, depth chart, right, picked up Jaden Blue, who was arguably the number one running back in the country before sitting out this past year. It's going to be very interesting to see if Ruben Owens wants to go there and possibly sit out a year, even though many people think he should be an impact player right away. In the case of Niblett, I think Niblett chose the right program for himself. He's a guy with elite speed, great pass that can go right into that offensive system and perform well on exactly what Texas needs right now.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more uh, that. I mean, we're about the wide receiver room at, at Texas being full running back rooms, looking pretty full of, of talent right now. So going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It's always something, always an interesting component in the recruiting process and, and where kids end up going because sometimes the room's just so full that, Hey, the, you know, it's one of the reasons, you know, there, there's are some complaints about the transfer portal and, you know, there was actually a good piece about our good stat about, you know, scholarships and, and if you transfer kids are losing their scholarships more and more, but I'm glad there's been some, some um, rollback on the strictness of the transfer portal because sometimes a kid will go to a school and find themselves down on the depth chart where they know, Hey, I can go somewhere else, be higher on the jet chart, and maybe propel myself to a career in the NFL. So, at the end of the day, they got to do what's best for them. So, I'm I'm glad some of these rules with the with the portal have um, rolled back a little bit. Before we move on to our interview uh, that Jackson has for us this week, give you guys the floor. Just to, you can give me a head nod if you have anything else you want to say. Give me a head nod, yes or head nod, no. Will you got something else you got to say here?
2: I do have something. Yeah, a topic that we covered a few weeks back has really flown under the radar after it's all said and done. Demetrius Davis has transferred to Alabama State. That's an HBCU. Uh, actually, a friend of mine is playing there. He said they are extremely excited to have him. Uh, Demetrius Davis was a guy that we thought may be playing uh, for a team like TCU or a team like Houston. So to see that Alabama State transfer, that's really interesting. He's trying to carve his own path, uh, and I have no doubt that he will. When you, I mean, when you talk about – Texas high school football quarterbacks Uh, you think of Kyler Murray. And then right after that, you think of Demetrius Davis. So he's in, in pretty good company there. Uh, See what he can do for, for an HBCU.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And definitely under the radar. And, you know, I think I, I, this is personal take here, you know, has Dion Sanders started something with, you know, trying to get kids to HBCUs. And, and uh, um, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, what the top rated player from the class of uh, of 22 signed with uh, with him. So uh, I think there's some merit to that to that. Um, So, Jackson, before we move on, uh, any, any other thing you would like to add?
1: One one last thing I just wanted to mention, I was at this camp on Sunday. I was able to meet Walter Nolan, who was. Arguably number one in the country last year. Most people had him at number two. Ended up signing with AM. and uh, He was at the camp watching his younger brother, class of 2025, offense alignment, Warren Nolan, already 6'4", 3'15". Uh, some, the interesting thing that I wanted to bring up here is the Nolan family is looking to move to the Houston area to play high school football next year. Uh, a guy to definitely keep an eye out for to see where he ends up because he's already got offers from Michigan, AM and uh, at two – or Tennessee just to name a few and he's definitely going to be an impact player wherever he comes And it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up in the Houston area
0: good point indeed uh, that being said let us jump to our interview this week uh, Jackson I'll kind of let you uh, set the floor uh, if you will or set the stage if you will before we jump to that interview so who we have on deck for us today
1: So this week, our interview is going to be with recently rated four-star running back Parker Jenkins from Klein Forest. Uh, I've gotten to know Parker really well. He's a great kid, great young man, and he's been doing terrific things on the football field, but also on the track. Uh, I expect him to have a breakout senior year, and the interview is going to be a good one.
0: All right. With that being said, let us jump to our interview with Parker Jenkins right now.
1: Thanks, guys. We are here today with four-star running back from Klein Forest, Parker Jenkins. Parker, how you doing, man?
3: Good.
1: So, Parker, you've kind of had a crazy recruitment so far. I mean, you just got bumped up in the ratings to a four-star. Uh, you've gotten a lot of attention from some big-name schools. What has this experience been like for you so
3: far? It's been a fun one, no doubt. It's It gets a little overwhelming at times, but most definitely just a fun one to experience to go through.
1: So, you just went on a visit to LSU. It uh, looked like you all had a lot of fun. Joe Burrow was there. Tyron Matthew I mean the name of big league stars that were there were ridiculous what was it like for you as a recruit like going in and going to the spring game and meeting some of these NFL players
3: seeing them it was a shock um as soon as they walked on the field everybody had their phones out recording so it was a good moment and you know having that envision like that could be me in a couple years coming back to my college team whoever I choose to go to and just coming back to support them
1: so you had, you've had, you had a breakout year last year for, uh, for your junior season. Uh, y'all were able to win a lot more games than maybe many people thought y'all were going to. Uh, yeah. Culture's definitely been changing with Coach Wilson. What do you think is the biggest impact Coach Wilson has had on you and also your teammates in trying to get this Klein Forest team back to where they used to be?
3: I would say his effort, and I say that because if he didn't, his effort and his careness. Because if he didn't care or if he didn't put in any efforts on what what he does, then we wouldn't be here right now. He put a, as soon as he got here and we started that culture thing. He put a lot of effort with all the coaches, and he made sure every coach was on board to make sure that we got the best benefits that we could. And you see how it's all panning out.
1: So. With the NFL draft tonight, uh, I mean, we've seen a stable of Klein ISD running backs go to the next level. Uh, With most recently, you're going to have Isaiah Spiller from Klein Collins go to the draft. Hopefully, get his name called in the late first round tonight, early second round tomorrow. Um, And then you've got Jaden Blue, who was a high five star running back coming out of Klein Kane last year, now at Texas. What's it like for you to be playing in a district that's had running backs go perform well at the next level and then now get the attention of the NFL teams?
3: It shows me that it's possible for me as well. Uh, Of course, I look up to those guys as role models and be like, okay, I can be in their shoes. And I know if I keep putting in the work, then it's all going to turn out how I want it to be.
1: Yeah, man, you're definitely a special talent, really fast player as well. You run track for Klein Forest. You all have got one of the fastest 400 – relay times in the country uh talk about how you take track and translate that to the football field
3: um so this year i've uh been in track longer than last year last year i unfortunately had broken my wrist in 707 so i wasn't able to get this back end with the me actually increasing speed and it's, it's i'm actually seeing myself become faster my coach is like just work on what you're doing now, and you're going to be good on the field. It's all going to play out. So, I so, believe in my coaching, I trust in the process that I've been doing, and I think it's going to be a year next year.
1: Yeah, y'all, y'all are expected to have a big year. I know y'all's mindset from talking with Coach Wilson is, hey, we're making the playoffs. Like, this is our year. We're getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that starts with the big three, as we've called it, you, Jelani, and Brad.
3: hmm
1: What's it like to have two other teammates that are so high-level athlete as yourself?
3: It's, it's good because it's not just me leading the pack. Uh, and then that goes into everybody like saying, oh, why is he just the only one getting the recognition and it's not me and, and those aspects, you know. And simply because of it's a family thing that we're turning into a family and simply Brad is my cousin, so it's also a plus side to it. And being with Delaney, you know, running track with well, him and playing sports, me and being able to become closer with them, So it's all, it's all a win-win, and we're helping our teammates get looked at, too. So,
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm excited to see y'all's, uh, y'all's season next year. I'm sure that y'all are going to have a breakout year, uh, you especially. Um, what are some things that you're going to be working on in the offseason to kind of up your game?
3: So I'm going to be working on my pass pro, my feet work, and my physicality. Um, my coach always tells me that I have a lot of uh, strength that I don't like use, and I hold it back. And I I can kind of wit wh- I can kind of see that sometimes. So working on that and seeing what ways I can do that to um, become better at it, and pass pro simply because I know that it's that's highly expected at the next level. So working on that right now will be, will be uh, put me ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah, man, I think those are all great points to be working on this summer, and I'm sure that you'll excel in them coming next fall. Um, Talking about your recruitment process, you've been able to go on a couple of visits. You've been able to kind of go to some games this year. What was the best atmosphere at a game that you went to? And also, what has been one of your favorite visits you've gone on so far?
3: The best atmosphere? So I've only been to one spring game, and that's been LSU. And it was a good experience. Um, I liked it. I've uh, seen how the backs flew, uh, seen the offense. Uh, got to talk with the coaches, so that would be that would be one of the best experiences with the game atmosphere. But I would say the best visit that I've been on so far would be Oklahoma State, simply because when I got there, it felt like home. I didn't feel like I was on a visit. All the coaches were cool. Uh, me and Coach Waz were like cool we're like being, Um So yeah, I would say that uh, it was a good. I just feel like I was on a visit. And that was one of the main things that I wanted to accomplish Going, actually going on these visits. And um, hopefully I'm able to go back to them on the OV. But if I'm not, then I know they're only a little drive away. So that's that's always going to be one of the top visits in my mind. For
1: sure, man. I I feel like a lot of young kids like yourself, and even kids younger than you going through this recruiting process, kind of they miss the point of, yeah, it's awesome to get the offer from Alabama or Georgia or Texas Mm A&M or wherever it may be, but it's finding the right fit for you and finding home. And I'm glad that you mentioned like having a a place that feels like home for you. I I feel like that's something very important to a lot of recruits and anyone else who's going through the recruiting process. A couple more questions I got for you is just with NIL becoming such a big deal in college football right now. What is one brand or something that you would want to sign an NIL deal with once you get to the next level?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. Like any brand? Any brand. Ooh, it would be between either Nike or Under Armour. Okay. Under Armour, I grew, up, I grew up wearing Under Armour. Under Armour cleats, Under Armour, everything growing up. Okay. And Nike just because everybody wears it. So if I can <laughs> become a part of that, then money's going to be made most definitely. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, you see Adidas just came out with a deal uh, with all of their schools. They're going to be signing NIL deals with all these players. And I'm sure Nike and Under Armour are going to jump on that. So I expect you to to get some a good NIL deal with one of those brands, be able to represent those brands in the best way. Uh, another question, more of a fun question I got for you is, uh, as we know recruitment and everything else is important, what is uh, – what are you wanting to do outside of football once you get to a university, whether it be a certain major that you're going to be going after or maybe some clubs, groups, things that you want to be involved with uh, once you get to a school?
3: Um, well, I, major, I want to major in business. Okay. Um, anything outside of that, I don't know. I think I will have to go to college and then figure that out, let my feet get wet a little bit on that. Because I, I don't really know, like, the details all in college uh picking up fraternities. um I don't really know because I don't like it that's kind of a hard one because I don't want to get too and deep in it and then it messes up my career mm-hmm. so it it's just like little thoughts like that that I get about thinking joining those extra things so but yeah I think once I get to college and I see like and I get comfortable and I get like situated in it I'm like okay let me see what I can go do extra in my time and stuff like that
1: yeah, man, I, as, a, as a recent college grad, I would definitely say try to dive into the university as much as possible, do as many things mm-hmm. as possible, but of course, your main focus is going to be on school and football, uh, and I know that you'll be able to excel at both. Um, as you're kind of coming down the line of getting ready to drop your maybe top schools or commitment, what, what's kind of going to be your timeline on that? Are you going to be a kid that wants to commit at maybe an underarm? armor all-american game an army all-american game or are you going to be someone that once it feels right to you you're going to commit
3: um so I'm doing my OV soon and I think I may drop my top schools at the end of the summer going into my senior year and then going into my senior year focusing on just those schools but I, I don't know because I think I still want to keep my recruitment on just in case a school that I really like and put them in there, but I don't know because it, it's all like it's all a trick in the game, based on because when you by the time when you get the offer, how like that offer feels to you, like is it just a is it just a generous offer, or is it just the offer just to throw it at you so you can probably jump to their school? So it's there's a lot of things I think about when I uh, get to that. If I am blessed to uh, play an Under Armour game, you know that's the dream to uh what was I to say? Commit on live TV that would be the dream. So, yeah, probably around that time if I am able to do that. But if I'm not, um, I think the right time will be, depending on um, if, like, everybody's committing, then do it around that time so I can have a spot on the team. Or if I can, wait till in the end of my senior year so I can make sure I'm evaluating all my school.
1: Yeah, I think that's important to kind of – at any time you commit, we know it's going to be a special moment. Hopefully, I hope that you are able to get to participate in the Under Armour- our All American game. I know. I could tell by the way you're smiling with it. I knew that's probably a junior yours you had. Uh, are there any guys, maybe even your uh, your relative and Brad, that you want to play uh, at the next level with, or are there, maybe there are other guys in the districts around the uh, Houston area?
3: Um, it would be it would be good playing with Brad and Jelani, but Brad does not want to play with me. I don't know why, but. <laughs> He wants to play against me so bad. He, he, he tells me that almost every day. He tells me, what the same thing with me so I can play against you? I don't know why, but I mean, I'm up for the competition. But it, I don't think you'll see me and Brad unless just something happens. Because he, he just wants to play against me so bad.
1: Yeah, man, I, I expect you and Brad to both have breakout senior years. Hopefully, y'all get to – even if y'all get to play against each other, I'm sure it'll be a great uh, reunion after the game. Um, Last question I really got for you is what What are the expectations for you and this Klein Forest team under Coach Wilson next
3: year? Um, same as last year, um, but at a higher level because he knew that we were younger on the because we had a lot of sophomores. Uh, sophomore, yeah, we had a lot of sophomores. So those sophomores turning into juniors, he's going to expect more maturity out of them, more discipline. So same thing. As last year, just at a higher level, because he knows that we're more locked in with each other. We spend more time with each other. We're expecting us to be mature, more mature, like I said. And like you said, making it to the playoffs. And, of course, the goal is to win State, so we're going to try to do that.
1: man, I expect you all to definitely make the playoffs next year, be able to shake some heads, make some people turn, and look at Klein Forest again, because that program is definitely on the rise right now. Parker, I just want to say yeah. thank you for coming on the interview. It was a pleasure having you on. I hope you have a good rest of your day.
3: Yes,
0: sir. Thank you. Once again, we want to thank Parker Jenkins for hopping on and talking with us on the Viper Crew Spotlight. That being said, it's now time for the segment that I think I like the most because we get to highlight some some athletes from across the state of Texas. That's our Under the Radar segment, which is a segment where we talk about athletes we feel are under the radar for one reason or another, right? So maybe they're not getting the amount of offers that we feel they should be getting. Uh, whether that's from being uh, underlooked or just being really talented and, not, and and we assume they should have more offers right uh, I'm going to have one of those this week Jackson I know you did a couple of weeks ago where someone's like this kid's under the radar are you serious and it's like well there's those layers to being under the radar so with that being said I'm going to turn it over to Jackson first Jackson who is your under the radar athlete for this week
1: so, my under the radar athlete is someone I got DM'd about from Coach Grant from Team Texas Fury 7 on 7. Uh, my under the radar athlete is Tice Williams at Conroe High School. He's a 6'3, 180 pound wide receiver, class of 2024, 4.2 GPA, GPA, is a three sport varsity athlete, played basketball, football, and does track and field. He can play DB or wide receiver, just a long, lengthy kid with great. Ball. I expect him to start picking up some momentum in his recruitment right now as he's going to be heading to the Dallas uh, area for the TCU and SMU mega camps. Uh, Definitely got to keep an eye out for next year to have a big junior year.
0: Well, let's turn it over to you now. Who is your under the radar athlete for this week?
2: I'm going with a cornerback out of Klein Kane this week. It's Davin Martin. Uh, I usually don't pick guys that have a, a whole lot of offers, uh, but Davin Martin has offers from a couple of the naval uh, the Naval Academy, a couple of the other academies, uh, and, and some schools in the state of Texas. Uh, this guy locked down some pretty incredible receivers last year. As Klein Kane had a had a really tough schedule. Uh, he's great. He has a great eye for the ball. A lot of tipped interceptions and 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 uh, knocking the ball out uh davin martin is a guy uh that if he is able to capitalize on this camp schedule in the beginning of june uh he'll be seeing some some power five offers come in
0: that is a good one indeed in mine of course as i said leading up to this he's not under the radar from from a talent perspective so mine is san marcus high school's Ori Williams, he's an offensive tackle. And, and the reason I consider him under the radar is because people haven't really got to watch him play. So he didn't play last year. Well, he played on JV last year because of transfer rule, UIL transfer rules. So he couldn't play varsity last year. So he ended up playing on, on JV. But here you go. Six foot eight, 310 pounds. And right now he's only a sophomore. So he's still got, he has two years where he's going to be on varsity. And this kid is an absolute just He's going to be great. He has like seven, eight offers already, and some of them are big names. He does have offers from UT, Baylor, Tech, LSU to name a few. I think he just picked up LSU this past week. But I'm considering this kid under the radar simply from the fact that no one has seen this kid play yet. He is going to come on the scene this year, varsity first year, and man, I just can't wait to see what he does. And he's going to – I mean, I think he's the 16th ranked player in the state for class of 2024 right now. And he hasn't even played one varsity game. It tells you all you need to know about the kid. He's going to be amazing. So, my am under the radar, not because of of just being underlooked, just because he hasn't played varsity ball yet. Ori Williams, pay attention to that name, folks. Uh, so, that is going to be our show for today. Of course, if you do have any athletes you consider under the radar for one reason or another, let us know in the comments hit us up in the DMs, send us emails, and we will cover your athletes for you on the Under the Radar segment before we get out of here tonight. uh, Time to turn it over to to probably the favorite segment so far because it's a fun segment to end the show. And that's a shout-out. So, Will, who are you shouting out?
2: I want to shout-out Coach Deshea Melbourne uh, for having me out at Clear Springs a couple days back, uh, as well as uh, Deuce Barrington and Zachariah Sample from Katie Jordan who were out there. Uh, a nice long conversation about them, just chopping it up about football, about life. Uh, and shout out to you guys. Another great episode at Lucky Number 13.
0: That's right, Lucky Number 13. That's my favorite number, by the way. Jackson, who are you shouting out?
1: Well, I'm going to shout out our chief content officer, Matt Malatesta. It's he and his wife's 26. 26- anniversary so shout out to you matt i'm also going to give a shout out to tom lugenball and the whole uh underclassmen report camp crew uh thank you for having me out there it was a blast uh getting to meet all these high level kids and also see some kids that you'll start to see in the rankings very soon
0: i'm going to shout out of course as always like will Desmond, shout out you guys another great show uh i'm also i'm gonna i'm gonna swerve away from 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 sports here I'm gonna shout out Marvel. We are one week away, folks. By the time our show airs next week, you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will have released. I'm a huge, huge uh, Marvel fan, as people may know. I'm just a huge nerd, as you can tell from my from my background here. But man, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this movie for a long time. There's some good movies coming out, and this is probably the start of of kind of the kind of three to four months of some really good movies coming out. So, uh, any y'all are are y'all Marvel fans? Jackson will. A little bit <laughs> yeah. well hey
1: more, that's- more, of a, more of a star wars guy i'm ready for kenobi to come out so hey there
0: you go I, I like that i like that right there so well hey multiverse of madness coming out next week uh we'll see if i see it or not I have a busy weekend uh the, the the girls lacrosse championships for high school texas uh you know lacrosse is gonna we are live streaming that uh starting next saturday and sunday and i'll be there for for the whole week so we'll have to see if i go try and go thursday night if i have to go on sunday we'll we'll see how it all plays out but that's going to be our show for today guys thanks uh, as always for tuning in every friday at noon uh this one will have not been it's going to be premiering at noon because i can't live stream it at noon so i'll be um you know of course (laughs) you know have already watched the show everyone watching but uh you know thanks for joining in regardless and uh we'll see you at the games